0: Blob Talk Radio All aboard!
1: <laughs> I, 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 I? Welcome to
0: NGMM Welcome to NGMM Radio
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of NC MMA Radio. This is your host, Tyson Roush. You can follow the show, ncmmaradio.com, on Instagram and Twitter, radio, And check out our sponsor, Headrush, headrushbrand.com. All kinds of cool gear, new sick logos, so definitely check them out. This episode, we got a very special guest. It's NC MMA fighter Jenny DeQuisto, who's got a big fight, Dead Serious 28, on Saturday. So, Jenny,
0: this is Tyson. Hi Tyson, thanks for having me.
1: Of course, you know I would do this and I guess (laughs) my first question (laughs) my first question for you is what got you into martial arts, mixed martial arts?
0: Well you know I was an athlete my whole life but I had a friend of mine that I bumped into and I saw she was doing kickboxing at a local gym so she gave me a free week pass, came in and once I started I just didn't stop. I was Obsessed with kickboxing when I started, and it—I happened to walk into you know a big MMA gym, uh, Rufus Sport in Milwaukee, which is where I'm from. So I kind of stumbled upon it.
1: <laughs> no, it, it's it's a great sport. I think everybody once you start training, you get you want to always want to get better every day and just keep trying to learn you know new technique. And you know how is your, you know how is your fight camp going? And and I guess my my next question, part of that is. Do you study a lot of tape of other fighters to try to learn and see if you can learn technique that way as well?
0: Um, well, camp has been going well. It's been different than usual because I work full time, so I have to find time to train when I can train and doing different things. But it's it's been good. I overtrain typically, so been working out with me luckily I have a lot of resources a lot of different gyms and a lot of people that are willing to help me and work with me that make it doable um so yeah things have been going well so far
1: no and with your busy schedule do you do you try to like say work on like striking one day and and roll the other day or you try to get as much as you can in one day done
0: Yeah, well, it depends on the day. Like today, um, I have off Wednesdays, so I get in a few sessions Wednesdays. um, The days that I work, I try to do something before I work and something after I work. So what I've been really trying to focus on is quality, because when I first started, I was just like at the gym all the time, work, 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 and you weren't always getting quality sessions in. I think a lot of new fighters do that, where they're, they're so obsessed with working more, but they're not really like, A, physically it's hard to push past a certain point, and mentally it's hard to absorb what you're learning if you're overtraining. So I think with time and experience, that has helped me work smarter, not harder.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's never a bad thing. And what is your take on sparring? Because, you know, with the, with the evolution of mixed martial arts, you see a lot of guys or, or, or women are sparring a little bit less in fear of injuries. They're doing more technical sparring instead of hard sparring. What, what is your take on that?
0: You know, I think only time will tell what is going to – how MMA training is going to develop, basically. I think I kind of was on the tail end of the beginning of it where just depending on the camp you're at, varied how much you sparred. I've been at a camp where we only sparred hard probably once a week, maybe twice, and then at other camps they do more sessions. I personally – don't think you need to spar hard a lot. I think it's good to do it once a week. Um, I think technical sparring is really important. It it gives you that, especially when you're a developing fighter, it gives you that opportunity to try things, try new things, have fun. Because if you're in that environment where it's constantly like fight for your life type atmosphere, you're never going to evolve and develop new techniques. You're going to go with your bread and butter every time. So, For me, I think once you know how to go hard, it's in you. It's not like something you have to keep conditioning. It's good to, you know, drill, practice getting hit, practice blocking. I think that's really important in striking. But as far as, like, just going ham all the time, I'm really not for it.
1: Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. You see some people, you know, we've seen some guys eat hard spar three days a week, and it's like a barroom brawl. It's like you're not really – working on anything and not really developing anything. It's kind of like, I don't really, it's kind of counterproductive. And, you know, I, I was always curious, like, is it hard for you to find sparring partners or, or, or a push where, you know, you're, you're a lighter weight, you know, you know, either men or women to get like a good sparring partner.
0: Yeah. I mean, I joke because I came from, like I said, Wisconsin from Milwaukee and there's, even though I was at a big gym, there was not as many options um training wise as there is here obviously we have access to big cities new york philly um so there's a lot more people in the area there's a lot more people that train and fight but um i remember one week this was the last time i fought. it was just funny because it went from like having a bunch of people to work with i was so excited to like everything falling through so it's you know it's hard to get on people's schedules everyone has different things going on um being a woman obviously there's just less of us and finding a good look for yourself is hard too I mean there's little guys to work with at Knicks which is good but they're all super athletic and explosive and wrestlers and it's just a different look it's it's not a feel that like women feel like so it is tough no doubt about it but I'm lucky that, that I'm around a lot of talented people too but this I think the thing that happens here is that you end up working with a lot of people you might fight so that's also something you have to keep in mind too
1: yeah that's definitely a challenge when you have that kind of environment and you know the other thing is you know do you watch a lot of film on like your your previous fights and do you watch film of like other fighters like even men or women fighters to try to like learn things
0: Yes, and you totally, like, I forgot to respond to that before. <laughs> Sorry. Don't worry. Um, I'm driving to the gym right now. Um, I, as far as other opponents, I like seeing something on them. I don't like going into it blind. I almost think it's, like, scary. Like, your first fight, if you're fighting someone who's never fought before, I think that's scary, you know, fighting someone you, you kind of have an idea of what you're getting into. Um, But I try not to overanalyze. technique and that's a mistake i've made in the past and something Corey and i talk about is you can't base your game plan on someone else's game plan like we all are here to be complete martial artists and you know they might be really good at jujitsu that might be a strong point but it doesn't mean they're better at it than you and like i said i made that mistake in my last fight where to the game plan too much where i just held back on what i'm good at and I think it could have went differently if I didn't do that. So I hate fighting scared and, um, like, don't go to the ground. Don't strike with them. Like, I, I just don't like that attitude. It's a fear-based um, attitude. As far as watching video myself, I do all the time. I'm obsessive about technique. So I think it's really – when I wish I started doing it sooner. I think it's really important to see yourself on video because how things feel is different than how they look. And sometimes – they feel right to you, but you're doing it wrong. So you have to relearn that muscle memory, and you'll only know if you see it. I love watching tape in general. I watch fights all the time, Muay Thai, boxing, MMA, because I'm just a, a nerd like that. So now I doing something? Are there Are there favorite
1: fighters, and no, you can't say Corey, are there favorite fighters that you like <laughs> to watch just in general to learn things
0: from? Ooh, depends on what art we're talking about. Kickboxing. I'm a big fan of Giorgio Petrosian. Um, Glory kickboxer, Muay Thai fighter. He's perfect. Yep. Um, who else? I mean, I'm a big Muay Thai fan as well. There's a lot of good fighters like Birdzilla. I love that whole Jackie Jim style. I like really stylistic, intelligent fighters. To me, I, I want it to be pretty, too, and effective. So I tend to follow those fighters, like um, Lomachenko. He's a big, big one right now. Everyone loves um, Triple G. I'm a big fan of um, Regan Um Ricardo Lopez. That's an old boxer I really like. Um, I, t- I tend to like stylistic fighters, intelligent fighters.
1: Yeah, you're not alone there. I like, there's, there's, like, there's so many great fighters now. The sport's just evolved so much. Even boxing, it's just, it's so crazy now. And are you surprised by the evolution of of women's mixed martial arts? I mean, it's really, you know, with with Ronda kind of took off. But now it's, like, Mm -hmm. even, it seems like it's so huge now with even, you know, better fighters, more well-rounded fighters.
0: Yeah, honestly, we're just, like, breaking the surface. You know, there's still a lot of female fighters that have been, they were, like, founders in the sport and they're still in it and you can see now that they're getting passed up because the sport's evolved and then there's going to be this whole new breed of young girls that have been and this goes to the same for the men as well Um, this younger generation that have been training MMA like you know in the beginning it was like this guy's a boxer this guy is a grappler you know but I think now we're at the point where you can't be that anymore like you have to be well-rounded I mean, people, like Demetrius Johnson's a prime example. Like, he is all around a perfect MMA fighter, and his fight IQ is on another level. You know, and that's a whole different um, factor that I think plays a lot bigger in MMA than other um, martial arts. Is your fight IQ and your ability to transition between the different arts?
1: No, I completely agree with you. I mean, you know, back, I'm a huge UFC fan. Back in the early days, you could be a good striker with no ground game and win a lot of fights, and now it's like, dude, if you're not well-rounded, good luck. You're going to get exposed, and they'll find your weakness, and it's going to be all over. Um, Another question I have for you is, you know, everybody wants to be the next, you know, big-name UFC. Everybody wants to be a fighter. Everybody wants to get in the cage, do all these things. You see a lot of new students joining Nick Catones. What would be your message to them as they get involved in this sport?
0: Mm. That want to fight. <laughs> I. I think the the keys to success in, in, in anything you do is consistency. You see a lot of guys that come in and fighting's one of those sports too, or whatever you want to call it, um, that attracts a certain type of person, and a lot of people have a lot of ego. But you need to leave your ego at the door because you will be humbled repeatedly (laughs) and i discovered and i don't even come off like that but i discovered that i have a lot of ego myself that i have to get rid of whether it's like thinking you should be perfect or getting easily defeated by failure that shows that you have a lot of ego like you're going to fail over and over again and the key to success is being consistent in your everyday behavior because People are hungry, and there's always someone that's going to be grinding when you're not, and you have to want it more because fighting isn't like others. It isn't a sport in that sense. Like your heart goes a long way. Like technique's important, but your heart and your drive to succeed and push is the the most important thing that you need to have.
1: No, I, I definitely agree with that. And then the other thing is, you know. You know, you have a chance to spar on Saturdays and Nicotones with all the pro sparring, with the Iron Army Mm all those guys, and you see the work ethic of, you know, know, obviously Corey Anderson and Frankie Mm -hmm. Edgar and Marlon Reyes and Edson. What is it like training in that environment?
0: You know, I love it. Like I said, I came from a bigger camp as well when I started, and it's interesting seeing the different um, culture at the gyms. and I've never... Been part of such a positive atmosphere, and obviously the coaches. But you know, Frank Yeager, he's being the I would call him the captain of the team. Like he's he leads by example and sets the tone for the other fighters and everyone that's involved there. Mark Henry, all the other coaches that are involved in our um, gym and our affiliation, they have that like family mindset that care about each other, and you have to have that, because this is not, this is an ugly business at times, and you need to feel like you have people behind you, you need to feel safe, and you need to feel like you're willing to fight for them, too, because if you go in there feeling alone, or that's in the back of your head, that you don't have that support, it's really hard to be successful, so... To me, it's a privilege. Uh, Nick Caton's is one of the most clean, beautiful facilities I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of different gyms, and anyone that trains there is lucky to train there, and especially to be in that room with all that talent, you don't, you know, it's like a who's who in MMA, and you just get to walk in into it on Sundays or Saturdays and see it, so it's a privilege.
1: Yeah, and, and you mentioned it, it's it's remarkable, like, how close-knit everybody is, the family environment, mm-hmm. and when one guy's done sparring, whether it's Corey or Frankie, whoever, they stop, put their gear down, and they help the next guy, and they're coaching up, and it's like, we don't see that very often, man. Like, they all have, obviously, they're all, you know, everybody's got an ego, and they have a lot of pride mm-hmm. and everything else, but it's, it's truly a team environment, which in some gyms, like you said, it's kind of rare.
0: Well, you know, you go to gyms, and life in general, there's always this hierarchy, obviously, of... You know, this is a UFC fighter. This is the amateur. This is the student. But I'll tell you a story. One of the first times that I visited here and trained here, I was at Ricardo Almeida's sparring. And I'm an amateur female um, in a very male dominated environment. And I think one of the first times I came out here, Eddie Alvarez, who's the, you know, is just like giving me pointers on sparring and. You know, he should, everyone should, everyone should care, but unfortunately that's not how it is at a lot of gyms, and I was really impressed with that because a lot of people don't care about amateurs, they don't care about the girls, you know, like it, as a female too, it means a lot for the the males on the team to care about what I'm doing and have input to what I'm doing, so, I mean, that's just a snapshot of the mindset um, and the camaraderie everyone there has, I would say. Yeah.
1: It's like I said, it's definitely, it's rare and it's, it's nice to watch and it's a really good message for the, all the like the amateurs and even the kids and students watching too, it kind of spends the right culture and just say, Hey, listen, you know, it's like, like you said, it's a brutal sport, but you can be one of the best in the world and still be, you know, willing to help others and help your teammates and everything else like that. And, Jenny, I got to ask you one question about your man. Got to ask, what is it like <laughs> being with Corey Anderson twenty four seven? Because I think it's probably he probably drives you crazy. Twenty five eight, you mean? <laughs> twenty five. That's right. to you, you put in your overtime. But uh, I mean, you got to be—he's got to drive you crazy and make you laugh probably endlessly.
0: Oh, you know, he's hilarious. That's one of the things I love about him the most. But um, Corey is, and like I said, I've been around a lot of top level fighters, and Corey is the embodiment of consistency. Obviously, you know he's always working. That's his whole shtick, but Corey is at a constant run, okay? Like, me, I sprint, I jog, I walk in life. Corey is just a constant run, always pushing it, always consistent. He doesn't stop, and everything you see is, exactly what he is and not just that but his mindset his ability to overcome um setbacks and failures as you saw um in his last fight I think that was the, the most impressive thing about that um his grace in loss and defeat and to me that's inspiring obviously he pisses me off sometimes when I'm tired and he wants to go work out but he keeps me going and you know, I, I'm similar to him in those ways. I am a very hard worker and always trained very hard. So it works. We we make it work. <laughs> no, and it's funny.
1: Cause when, after his fight, you know, obviously everybody was disappointed, but like his speech and the way he handled it, like, I think he could be a, a motivational speaker at some point. Cause he's just so inspiring, yes. but I got so many texts that just saying the same thing. They're just like, like, I cannot believe how much, how humble he is and how classy he is. And I'm like, if you know Corey, he like this every day. Like he, you know, like he, mm-hmm. he'll make you laugh, but he works or he works his ass off, but you know what? Oh, he, he understands the challenge. And he, he, it's just, it was so ridiculously classic. I couldn't, it was just, it was very
0: impressive. I was so, I mean, I, I didn't expect him to take failure poorly in any way, but I was really blown away by his response because when you're the type of person that does work really hard, you put a lot into it. So it can be devastating when you lose and I know that personally and I haven't even been on the stage he's been on so um I would understand if he was defeated by a loss but it was real like it was genuine he w- wasn't obviously happy about it but he was genuinely he felt he did everything he could do he he worked as hard as he could work and he has to go back to the drawing board and fix what he needs to fix like And that's the way you should look at it. And that's really something I'm trying to work on myself. And he's inspired me to be better in that sense because you can't, in in this sport and in life, you can't get caught up on failure because it's inevitable. If you think you're not going to fail at anything, then, like I said, you have too much ego. So I think that is the best feedback he's ever gotten from a fight is, from that fight, Um, as far as, you know, social media and whatnot, there's always some people saying negative things, but people were really impressed. And I think the thing that, the best thing that came out of that was the kids that go to the gym, that I know, that watched him, they watched their coach, and they saw him fall short, and they saw his reaction. It was like a really good uh, lesson for parents, too, because they felt like, the end of the world, <laughs> like yep, it's okay, you lose sometimes. It was a good teaching moment, I think, so that's really to me that's the most important part of all of this is the platform you get, and Corey sees that and wants to use it for good as well in the future and motivate other people, and hopefully he can continue doing that as well,
1: yeah, no, I definitely think you will, like I said my phone was blown up like, oh my God he's so like they're like, oh hes so cool he's so nice, he's so classy, he's so respectful, I'm like you know what I'm like, he, he's like that, but when other teams, other teammates in the Iron Army you know, may have lost a fight, they're in the gym like three days later, and they're back in there helping their yeah. teammates, and they're just grinding. There is no like, you know, like you said, it's adversity, but they all bounce back so strong, and they're all so motivated that it's just, it's just, it's really, really impressive to watch.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, you are who you surround yourself with, and everyone there is lucky to have... That team and the coaches that they have, I think it's a really positive environment. It's a very um, high-level environment, technical environment. Like, you know, Mark Henry, everything's down to a science, and it, it isn't what a lot of people think fighting is. There's a lot more that goes into it and a lot more technique that goes into it, and they're a prime example of that.
1: No, I agree. A lot it's a big mental hurdles too you gotta overcome time to time. So Jenny, thank you so much for your time and before I let you go, <laughs> do you have do you have a message for like your teammates and your coaches before you go into your next fight?
0: Oh, I obviously I always wanna thank everyone, you know, that's a team effort and everyone that takes the time to help me. Hold pads, give me a look, train with me. It it means a lot because you don't always get that and to have that, to have the facilities I get to train in is, you know, a treat every day. So, um, hopefully, everything pays off and all the hard work pays off, and we'll see next Saturday.
1: <laughs> yes, ma'am. Well, Jenny, on behalf of Nick and myself, best of luck. And I love watching you train. You, you. train very hard. And, yeah, you're, it's, it's just fun training, watching you train and everything else. So, best of luck. Dead Serious 28. Get that win, and we'll talk to you after it.
0: Thank you. Have a good one,
1: Tyson. You, you too. Take care, Jenny. All right, Jenny DeQuisto, Dead Series 28. I play American Freehold. with are nothing but the best of luck. She definitely trains very hard, so it's going to be an exciting fight. As always, you can follow this show, ncmmaradio.com, on Instagram and Twitter, ncmma underscore radio, and check out our sponsor, HeadRush, headrushbrand.com, and we'll talk to you next time. Take care.